Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis on our go home full jam episode, and you better believe it. Oh, I'm full jam. I'm joined by someone who is not jam. They're not a jam brony, as that is now a a sign of respect to call someone a fellow jam brony. That's what everyone wants to be. It's not a jam brony. He's a Joe brony. My silver former bro, <laughs> Luke Owen. Anything else you want to do? Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, you big dick. How the devil are you? Just a few days out from Full Jam. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I love AEW. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. I'm Screw me for enjoying my job. Screw me for getting into for getting into something because I love it so dearly and then have that chipped away for four or five years because of the main industry leaders' incompetence. And then this beacon of shining light comes in and tells me that you don't know what you've got until it's gone. But I do. I am so grateful for AEW and all the jam they're going to bring my way on Saturday. Oh, it's a good card, isn't it? But we're going to talk about mm. AEW's, what I thought was actually a fan-flipping-tastic episode of Dynamite. I actually don't know what your thoughts on it were, so we're going to get into that very, very shortly. Here is the show. AEW stars have told us because we do exclusives now, don't you know, that they are unhappy with the the full gear build. It's FTR and the Young Bucks, which unfortunately, despite having all these years of dream match hype in the last six weeks, two months or so, AEW seemed to have overthought it. They turned the Young Bucks heel and then kind of face to rediscover that old but new again edge to their characters. FTR are in, dare I say it, 
some kind of sports entertainment style segments with like Tom Bowlers to decide who's going to face them and be the number one contenders. Uh, the, for me, they could have just stuck with the Brush for Greatness series, taken out Matt Jackson's knee with that Pilmanizing angle, and then get yeah, sort of built the built the title match off of that. You didn't have to chuck in the idea that this is the last time that the Bucks are going to fight for the title if they don't win. Uh, it's They've overthought it, it seems. But I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Luke Warm, Luke Owen. We will review all of this full gear uh, go-home episode of Dynamite. Of course, this is on the line at Full Jam this Saturday. That, that championship. I want it back so bad. It's, it back it's so Mr. Bad. Davis versus Luke Warm, Luke Owen. For one last time, prestige. I need to bring. <laughs> I need to bring back some prestige to that title that you keep throwing on the floor. Luke Warren was just telling me before we came on air: if you don't win it, you will never challenge for the title I, again. I, I never said such a thing. This is just classic, Mister Davis lying to the people to uh, try and get some heat upon himself. The big heel that he is. Um, Anyway, uh, we have seen, uh, apparently some people have already accused us of clickbait in the title uh, for this video, despite the fact that this isn't a report, this comes directly from the mouths of the people involved. Um, mm -hmm. So Louis Dangor interviewed Wrestle Wrestle 2's uh, from uh, Alex McCarthy's daily, uh, wrestling daily, and he's a daily show then, very different show. Um, Louis Dangor interviewed FCR ahead of Full Gear, interviewed them last week, in fact. And this is what they had to say. Dax Harwood said, we begged for our release from WWE two years ago. And I'm not saying that with any bitterness. We begged for our release from WWE because of this match with the Young Bucks. Am I happy with the build? I think the build to this match could have been a little bit better. Obviously, when you're an artist, you think that your piece is the most important piece in the whole museum, uh, which has been spelt incorrectly on the website by the looks of it. Uh, but I do <laughs> believe... And I do believe that. I don't know if that comes off as selfish or not, but we believe that our piece in the AEW art is the most important art in the Museum of Full Gear. The build, I feel, could have been a little bit better. We could have had a little more time devoted to this match and make it feel a little more special. And Cash Wheeler added, the build hasn't been exactly what I hoped it would be. And maybe we won't be the main event of Full Gear. But we are going to guarantee goddamn tea that no one on that show can follow us after that and there's nothing left standing. So they are, I mean, they're still, you know, hyped for it to be a big match. But from the from the mouths of babes, from the, the men themselves, this is not the build that they would have liked for this match. And it's it echoes what a lot of people have said about this. It's echoed what we've said about this. It's echoed what Wrestling Observer Radio have said about this. It's echoed what people in our Super Chats have said. The build for this was very, very simple. These are the two best tag teams in the world who are finally going to collide after four years of us wanting this match. And what we got was tombolas, and what we got was heel turns, and what we got was babyface turns, and what we got was the, the over-egged the pudding, unfortunately, I would say. And that's not to say that it's been terrible. It's it's actually been, you know, very, very good. Love all the characters now that the Young Bucks have settled down from, well, are they heel or face? And they are going to have an absolutely incredible match. I have no doubt about that. But... Like you said, it's the expectations. Not only with FTR and the Young Bucks, years and years and years of built-up build, 
It's also AEW's own standards, because later on in this show, we're going to talk about Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega, which has got to be one of the greatest told stories in oh, wrestling in a, in a long, 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 long time. It's absolutely superb what they've done. So AEW are almost a victim of their own success there. But that's a really interesting interview. I encourage everyone to go watch it on Wrestle 2 with Louis Dankor. And Dax and Cash... They love tag team wrestling. You know, I, I really admire that about them, that they haven't got any pretensions to go and become single stars because for them, they don't see singles wrestling as superior to tag wrestling. It's just a different way of performing your art. And they very much, well, they mixed their metaphors. They said art and museum. Like, sort of gallery, right? You want a gallery there. Well, you also get art in museums. I've been to a museum where so. there's art. I guess so. But that he said... It also they depends on what your de definition of art is. Mm -hmm. they wanted the main event. The way they're talking there, that says to me that they hoped that they could main event full gear. And you, if you asked me three months ago or before FTR signed with them, I would have been like, yes, absolutely, it should do. FTR versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles should definitely main event an AEW pay-per-view. But now, yeah, we're, we're in a situation where it's kind of they're having to reset the six weeks of build that they've had. And it's almost like this pay-per-view should be the, the palate cleanser. I'm hoping it will be that they'll have an amazing match, blow away match, and then they can tell a fresh start story from that point on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I I think there is there's been some good to this, like you know, because I think FTR are amazing. I think the Bucks are really really amazing as well. And like this match is going to be on a ma on a card that is like stacked full of top tier matches. You're looking at it, it's like, oh man, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Moxley. That that could be the main event. Omega Page. That could be the main event. Serena Deeb versus Allison K. That could be the main event of the show with all the build that it's had. I'm, I'm being facetious. Like you, <laughs> I mean, when you worked me there, I thought, "Is he? Who's the virtue signaling to here?" <laughs> um, but this, I think, this match really should feel like it's the main event of the mm. show because this is the dream match that we have all been asking for. You know, in that interview there, Dax and, and Cash have said they, I think it was Cash that was saying that he hasn't felt these kind of butterflies about a match since the DIY days, since their run they had with American Alpha, where it's like, I cannot wait to go out and have this match. That's the kind of butterflies they've got for this match with the Young Bucks. And as a fan, that's what I want to have as well. Like that real anticipation of like, finally, I'm going to get to see FTR versus the Young Bucks, and I cannot wait for it. And I don't think I have that kind of anticipation for it. I've got that anticipation because it's something I've always wanted, but the build hasn't made me feel that way. Like, and, you know, added on top of it. I think this episode of Dynamite, the go-home episode, kind of revealed that AEW themselves feel the same way. Because the, the main build to that was uh, we got a video package with lots of you know famous talking heads talking about how great FTR are, how great the Young Bucks are, like taking quite an objective step back from the story view of building the match. And then we got the Young Bucks versus Private Party, which was really all about 
changing the story, not from the young bucks heel or face, are they super kicking referees and commentators and throwing money around and whatnot, but to Matt Jackson has a really bad injured knee, which he sold terrifically throughout, you know, like when he sold it back for about four years. He's, yeah. he's, he's a master at psychology, things like that. Uh, uh, Generico brought that, Generico, um, Excalibur brought that up on commentary where he was just like, hey, we all remember Matt's, uh, the history of his back injury. He, they, these things mm. plague him a lot. And I'm like, Excalibur remembers. Because oh, we yeah. all remember, because he sold it in every single match. <laughs> and it's about that. And it's about, yeah, this being potentially the Young Bucks' last ever go at the AEW tag titles if they if they don't win. And then, yeah, as soon as that match is over, FTR come in for a beatdown angle. They're about to beat them up. And then really the story becomes about Omega and Hangman Page and their feet yeah. run down for the save, chase off FTR. So I think that's, you know, that's AEW kind of recognizing we've dropped the ball here. This isn't the, the home run that we wanted it to be. And to be frankly, it deserved to be. But let's get through to the pay-per-view. They'll have an amazing match there. And then we can start telling a new story after that. Yeah, I mean, because you and both, uh, you and I both are expecting the Bucks to win the belts here. And I actually thought, you know, them facing off against Private Party was a really nice touch because they were, you know, they're putting over the show that this is our two teams that got a lot of history together on Dynamite. Private Party with a team that knocked them out of the tag title tournament to become the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. And so it was nice them for their them going for what could be their final shot to overcome the team that cost them, mm. not even cost them, but, you know, took away from them their first opportunity to become those. So I thought that was, there's some nice symmetry in there. But yeah, and I, I said this on last week's show, it's not to the same degree, obviously, but it's Brett Vince because Brett Vince was the easiest story in the world to tell. And I think this was the easiest story in the world to tell. And they overregged the pudding and added in things that didn't need to be added in. Very extreme example, of course. Oh, that's what I said. It's uh, obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at the same level, but, uh, you know, of, of comparing the two. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Funknown, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Funknown's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Uh, let's see what you guys think on the su- 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 Super Chats get all of them in because we will read out every single one before the end of the show uh oh owen elaine he's written how to say his name because it's spelled irishly e-o-i-n why do the irish spell so weird shiopan <laughs> what's that name uh do you think they will try to uh, get around the stipulation with a time limit draw and build better for the rematch that's a really really great shout actually is yeah you you do a time limit draw does that get around the stip? Because they did say if they mm. don't win, then they'll never challenge for the belts again. Like, does that yeah. does that get around the stip somewhat? I don't know. I don't know if it does because technically they didn't win. I think AEW have built their reputation around delivering on these stakes, and respecting the stakes, and getting around it with a technicality doesn't fit within their philosophy. So I I don't think they'd do that. Uh, Paul Kerr agreed on the tag build, poor by AEW standards. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, yeah, poor by AW standards, 100%. They, uh, like your mum, very high standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With this guy. Uh, Joseph Tyrrell, hate to say it, but, I've been, but I haven't been blown away by the Buck versus FTR feud, but the match will undoubtedly be a classic. Jericho's commentary was amazing, I guess it was. Moxon Kingston was epically intense. Oh. Can't wait for Saturday. Full jam, baby! That- at full jam, but holy heckins, that Moxley Kingston segment. E man, I can't wait to talk yeah. about that. I mean, that was one of the things we were going to call this episode best promo of 2020. But I think, I think there's been better promos, but it is the best dueling promo, you know, like yeah, exactly. two guys going back yeah. and forth. Uh, I'll just do one more for now from Justin Anzaludea. Luke Owen is now Jamasso Jamper. Can't wait for Omega versus Hangman and Kingston versus Mox. Those two matches will make Full Gear a five-star pay-per-view alone. I th- honestly, yeah. I think FTR Buck will go five. That could be five-star in terms of a match. Why are yeah. you Jamasso Jamper? <laughs> hey, I don't know, but I don't mind it, mate. Don't mind being Jamasso Jamper. I can go for it. We'll just have one more come in on the main topic. Gabriel Caruso, the Young Bucks FTR match started to build up the FTR debut. It just feels like they're rushing into it and it's falling fast. I hope the match doesn't does does fall flat too. I think they say doesn't want to fall flat. Uh, yeah, I th- the match will be amazing. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the start of the Bucks and FTR, when it was woven in with Hangman Page and Kenny and Page being friends with FTR, loved all that. Yeah, that, oh, that's what I said. I honestly thought that this was going to build to a triple threat tag match. I thought that's the match we were going to mm. get at full gear was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending their titles against FTR and against the Young Bucks. And then you build to the the, the dream match, the, the, the singles tag, if you will, between FTR and the Bucks at Double or Nothing 2 or even Revolution. You know, Revolution one year on from the, the Young Bucks Omega Page match mm-hmm. and really extend this out. As, as opposed to uh, just doing it via a tombola. Right, so this uh, episode of Full, Full Gear, this episode of Dynamite, opened in the same way as the previous week, which I quite liked, which is that cold open really with Jericho already kind of mid promo with Dasha Fuentes backstage he's talking up Jake Hager for his MMA victory and MJF gets in Jericho's face and Jericho says you you lack the killer instinct and you're soft and it indeed yeah Jericho uh, sorry MJF said that I'm going to show you I will do anything it takes to get the win and I will do that in this tag match, and I am going to do that this coming Saturday so I can join the inner circle. I mean, we were just talking then about like matches I'm really looking forward to mm. in terms of full gear. You mentioned Paige Omega, you mentioned um, the Young Bucks FTR, Moxley Kingston, uh, Nyla Rose Sheeda, um, Serena D, Allison K, of course. Stop it. <laughs> but I'm right, only doing that now. You. I'm only doing that now because I got a string of tweets from someone this morning who's mad upset that we keep dogging on the women's division uh, and AEW's <laughs> booking of the women's division. So I'm just going to keep mentioning it at every opportunity. Uh, the poor job they've done with it. Um, but yeah, MJF Jericho. I think it's going to be a really, mm. really good match. I think there's going to be a, a, some amazing, amazing work in there. I don't think MJF's really put a foot wrong in in his AEW run in terms of his pay per view matches. Match against Jungle Boy uh, earlier this year was fantastic. His match against mm-hmm. uh, Moxley at All Out was awesome. I think he's going to do some really great work with Jericho. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what this this sort of uh, killer instinct. I'll do anything thing is because they have pushed that very very strongly it was the closing line on last week's segment they said it again here but yeah this went into the match of mjf and wardlow versus sammy guevara and ortiz who are the sort of inner circle members who aren't that into the idea of mjf joining them santana he's like ah, he got me a jacket and chris jericho's like into it jake hager's just this you know big bear man who's lack of personality of jake hager means that he can't have an opinion on whether MJF <laughs> should join the team or not uh, and they they had a they had a very decent match here as you would expect mjf tapped out ortiz in the end with the salt of the earth armbar chris jericho's commentary fantastic throughout but the standout here and it's saying something in a match with wardlow who's my current favorite thing uh, and his nipples was sammy guevara Future yeah. head baby face of the company, Sammy Guevara here. Yeah, that was actually my note I had on the match as well, is that this match is a window into babyface Sammy Guevara, and it is a window that I'm very happy to look through because he was awesome as a babyface. His babyface fire, his hot tag, his babyface comeback was absolutely brilliant. 
was really, really great. I, I am, um, yeah, I was mad impressed with mm. uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, just a, a quick note as well, because I think a few people have brought it up in the comments as well. Do you have your Spotify open by any chance, Mr. Davis? I don't. Why is everyone right. saying Spotify? <laughs> because your internet's your internet's lagging a little bit, so I think people. Why would it be Spotify? Out. It's eating up all that data. Why would um, I be listening to music? <laughs> Cinderella over and over again. It's probably my lady partner on a uh, on a work call. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It's actually fine. You sound pretty good. Do you know who else sounded pretty good in all of this? Uh, Jericho on commentary, man, because in this, he had kind of two dogs in this race, really, didn't he? He had his inner circle buddies and he had MJF, his potential new inner circle, and I suppose by extension, Wardlow, new inner circle stable mm. mates. Um, and, you know, he called it right down the middle because he's not a political person. <laughs> well, he's not a political person. No, he's not a political uh, person. Here's loads <laughs> of ideas I'm going to send you away. Uh, Sammy Guevara was had you know this killer baby face run, but then he got those heel tendencies out when he just flipped off Sir Pentico in the crowd. That's not Sir Pentico. It never seems to be Sir Pentico. It was Matt Hardy. Yes, exactly. He threw a chair at Sammy. Yeah, stop throwing chairs at each other for God's sake! Like we've been down this road before. Do things in a controlled environment. Uh, but yeah, I like that. It's it's always it's never Serpentico in the crowd. It's only ever <laughs> Serpentico when he's wrestling. Um, after that, we got uh, oh yeah, MJF went up to the stage and just showed that killer instinct. He attacked yeah. Jericho, tackled him through the commentary backdrop, and Jericho sat up, smiling. Yeah, maniac. That's what he wants. He wants that mm. killer instinct out of out of MJF. I liked all of this. Um, I also enjoyed uh, Tony Schiavone interviewing Kenny Omega. Like Tony Schiavone opens up this interview saying, "Like, thank you for welcoming into your home uh, and and to meet your dog." And Kenny Omega's like, "That's absolutely fine." Although, uh, to be honest, it's not my house and this is not my dog. Yes, I love that. His delivery of that was perfect. It's not my yeah. dog. Like he was so. He was so like almost sociopathically detached from the dog and yeah. the the concept of staging your life as well. <laughs> and then like this promo was really, really smart as well. It was great character work from Omega where he was talking about how, hey, you know, people because Tony Schiavone says to him, you look at those brackets. You were on one side, Paige was on the other side. A lot of people thought you were going to go to the finals. He's like, no, I didn't. Oh, actually, I thought Wardlow uh, was going to win. You know, he's a big guy. A, that puts over Wardlow, but B, it puts over the feud with Paige because he doesn't see Paige as a singles guy. He only sees Paige as a tag team wrestler. So it's like, I was actually really surprised that, that Wardlow lost to him. I, I really thought it'd be Wardlow in the final. Yeah, really good build there. After that, we got probably Miro's best showing. You know, like, like I'm counting in promos and segments and matches. Uh, he had a match against Trent. It was, you know, it was decent. Um, it was just a decent sort of big man match. Miro looks fantastic, just the amount he's been mm -hmm. working out. And he made Trent tap in the, yeah. it's not the game over, is it? What do you it call is the it? game over. Not the, the game over is the kick, isn't it? No, I thought game over was the accolade. Okay, the game over is the accolade, uh, which is big because Trent is so protected in this company. Yeah, I, I thought this was really, this is easily 
the best that Miro has looked. And you, I mean, you don't sound like you were particularly hot on the match, but I thought the match was really good. I, I thought both did some really, really great work. I thought Miro looked amazing. Helped a lot by the fact that Trent is so great and mm. you know, can bump around like a madman and make anyone look superb that I, I thought that he made Miro look fantastic in this match, which was the aim. The aim was to get Miro over. Um, I, I also thought as well during this, this was because um, I, I kind of wanted Trent to pick up the win just to sort of like extend out this feud between them and best friends and build to the tag match. Because what you don't want is then to build to a tag match that Miro and Sabian win again. You want to try and you know get get some wins, uh, sort of for both guys, and so you don't make everyone look terrible, um, or at least make the best friends look terrible. But they were sort of in a damned if they do, damned if they don't, because you don't want to be mm. Miro in his first singles match, but also you don't want to just keep putting over the WWE guys because that's what a lot of sort of critics have against the company. So yeah, it was a tough situation, but actually I thought in the end I thought Miro looked great. I thought Trent came out of it looking great as well because his. Uh, do you want to talk about babyface comebacks? Bloody hell, Trent's got a good one. Yeah, and he he wasn't. Like on another day, I think he could beat Miro, but the story they told here on Woven to the Finish was his Miro worked over his knee, I think it was, and when Trent got up to do a springboard at the end, he just fell off the top rope. Uh, I saw some people being like, "Oh my God, is he okay?" Like, He's worked to you. This is a <laughs> this is a classic injury, and yeah, Miro made him tap off the back of that. They also. Uh, did a good job furthering the other feuds. We got John Silver attack Orange Cassidy at ringside. Of course, they'll have the Bayern match. After that, we got JR doing the same thing that Shivani did for Page. Sorry, for Omega by interviewing Hangman Page, and yeah. this was just just equally brilliant using a diametrically opposed character. Yeah, absolutely amazing because he knew. He knew it would be him and Omega making it to the final, but then was, you know, admitting this nervousness about this coming Saturday and, and nervous about this match, talking about how, like, no one believed that I was going to be the first ever AEW champion. And you were all right. Like, I was the only one that thought it was going to be, and I was wrong, <sighs> which is heartbreaking stuff. And, you know, talking about his friendship with Omega and the, the tag run they had, I was, I, I was really into this promo. I thought it was really good. And it was funny that, when this promo was finished, I thought to myself, oh, it's a shame that that's the only build we're going to get for for this match going into Saturday. What a fool I was. It was like this big red herring to be like, no, 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 they're going to be they're going to come out after a match that you're not expecting. And it's going to make you even more interested in all of those matches combined. And musical montage to hair rock song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I thought JR was really good here as well. Uh, we give him flack, but I think this is one of the better uses of him. Yeah. Uh, he, because Hangman Page, I guess his character motivation, I've never really thought about it, maybe is all fueled by that all out loss to Jericho to be the inaugural champion. It was ever since then that he started drinking, drinking with fans in the crowd. Such a masterfully told, subtle story. You know, you think mm -hmm. substance abuse issues and wrestling and other examples of how that's been portrayed. This is just a masterstroke. It's just, you know, people like offhanded comments or just little touches. Like when in the video package later, when Omega just like goes, no, 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 no. And takes the beer away from Paige and Paige gets another beer. Or JR at the end here just says, moderation, dear boy, moderation. Because make him sound like an old English gent. Because Paige said, look, if I lose this, all I've really got is my glass of whiskey. Oh, 
That's uh, that's that's deep, man. That's that's the big words. I think he's gonna lose. I don't. Know I think he's gonna. Lose. I know. Oh, mate. As I said in the review, uh, in the predictions that we did, in my expert analysis that you can only come to Wrestle Talk for, it could go either way. It could go one of two ways. It could either be Kenny Omega wins or Hangman Page wins. But uh, I mean, I don't know which is going to be. Then we got a video package uh, showcasing the FTR Bucks feud that we've already talked about. Team Taz came out and we're like, why don't we have anything on the card? <laughs> Oh, so no, for podcast listeners, Taz did not come in. Uh, we didn't just use a sound bite there from uh, AEW Dynamite itself. Sorry, I did have Spotify open. It was it was my Taz clips collection <laughs> playing through the microphone there. But yeah, uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, as they all complained, and they threatened they will have an FTW presence at this Saturday show. And I've got to think, where? Darby Allen Cody, surely. Like that's you know because Ricky Starks has you been think? feuding with Allen, like that's mm. the sort of period of time that you'd think it would be, maybe like hitting TK Tony Khan that is uh, where it has been. So as like really putting over this TK thing, like everyone will kept name dropping TK yeah. it, as that phrase as well. It's like hey, we like to call him TK around here. Um, he's cool. You know, he's one of the boys. He's, cool. he's one of the boys. Look at him. Look how cool he is. TK. Um, TK was it, actually a rejected name for retribution. Uh, so that's what I heard as well. Um, it's actually the, the long version of T bar. It's TK bar. Um, mm. But yeah, it, I really enjoyed Taz's promo to Matt. You know, he was waiting for hours to meet with TK, and then TK's assistant told him that it's not got time for you. So he's taken up TV time instead. How'd you like them apples? Putting over the ranking system. I I really enjoyed this. I thought Ricky Starks was was great as well. Um, see, I've got to think, man. It's it's got to be the the Cody. Darby Allen match. I feel like that's the place for them. If you want to hit, as was the point I was going to make earlier, if you want to hit TK where it hurts the most, it's in that TNT title picture. Maybe you're going to build to uh, Cage and Starks versus Cody and Allen. Serenity of Allison K. Uh, I mean, it's the big that, match. We got, it's the big one. We got Private Party versus Young Bucks after that, which we've talked about the Private Party FTR uh, Young Bucks build, but it was what happened at the end of this that was far more interesting where the Bucks win, and, and the, you know, Excalibur does a really good job of putting over. Why? Why did you accept this match three years before the, the pay-per-view? You didn't have to three do days. this. Three days. Three, three days. That's <laughs> even sooner. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and uh, FTR jump the Bucks at the end. They're going to pilmanize the ankle again of Matt Jackson. But Hangman Page runs down for the save. And I was just like, it coming. I forgot that this was a possibility. I forgot I know! that the storylines were entwined. I know. I don't, I didn't see it coming. When, like, you know, you're just there, you're watching the show, really enjoying the show. You're like, oh man, this is a great match. Take him on, take him on. <gasps> and like, when Hangman Page came out, I was like, <gasps> stopped taking notes mm. and just turned <laughs> to the screen and was just enraptured. Same thing happened in the next segment as well. Where I was like, oh my God, I can't look away. What is going to happen next? Because Hangman Page comes down to make the save. Hangman Page, the man who cost the Young Bucks their shot in the tag title, the other tag title tournament, comes down to make the save. And then Kenny Omega comes out afterwards. I was like, <gasps> Hangman Page and Kenny Omega are in the same ring together at the same time. And then there was just the way this was shot. It felt like like staged chaotic and stuff because you were focusing on these guys in the ring. You're focusing on it. Like Omega and Page fist bumped. But I'm like, what does that mean? What, oh. what does that mean? And then they had this intense stare off at each other. And yet the Bucks and FTR, I thought this was 
amazing. This got me so pumped for the pay-per-view. What I loved about this is that Omega ran out second. Yes. A little bit of a delay. Because you're like, did Omega run down to help the Bucks? Or did he run down because he didn't want to be seen as the douchebag because Paige had naturally run down because his friends were in trouble? It doesn't matter what troubles they're going through. He's going to help them regardless. And, and yeah, that little seen, fist bump. And we've seen him, sorry, and we've seen him previous Young Buck beatdowns. It's Omega that's run out first and Paige has come out second mm. afterwards because he was in that fracturing with the elite. But now it's almost like he wants to try and make up for all of those transgressions that he made. And that little fist bump between Kenny and Hangman Page was sort of more of a, hey, man, how's it going? Like that awkward, used to go out together, now we're here. What's up, bro? Yeah, whatever. And then it's Page sort of turns his back on Page. Uh, sorry, Omega turns his back on Page to look at FTR. And Page is like, don't turn your back on me, mate. We were talking just now. So it's so, like, you can see both sides. I, th I thought it was superbly done. And like you said... This went straight into the well, the, everything Omega and Page was sort of restrained, and it's really going to bubble over at the pay per view. And that's when we're going to get the blood feud version of Omega Page. Whereas the next segment had Mox and Kingston. I don't think you can get more blood feud right now. Oh, I'm, I'm going to sort of paraphrase here, Simon Miller. Why? Here's why. Because he put up on Twitter earlier, someone should really tell Eddie Kingston that wrestling is a work. Like it's, it's <laughs> like wrestling is real to Eddie Kingston. Mm. And this promo segment was all about like just being real. So no matter how like he's gonna win this title from Moxley, like they get to Tony Khan had like they made the announcement, TK had made the announcement that there can be no physical interaction between these two people during the segment. Otherwise the match is off this coming Saturday. So neither man wants to touch each other because they both want to have this match. Kingston wants to have this match because he wants to win this. Oh, Moxie wants to win this match because he wants to put Kingston in his place. And Kingston touches from He's like, I'm going to win this title and I'm going to hand it to my mother and tell her why she doesn't have a grandchild, why she doesn't have a daughter-in-law, because this is the most important thing in my life. When Moxley went to take the microphone, but Kingston wouldn't let go and he had to like almost snatch off and he's like, well, okay, yeah, you, know, you take it. And he talks about Ruthie. He's like, you know, I know your mother, Ruthie. And I made a promise to her that I would look out for you but I'm going to have to break that promise at full gear. And because there were all these things, like, because you made a promise to your mother that you can't keep. Oh, there was just so much great, great stuff in this. Both men were on fire. This felt so... Moxley's reaction when Kingston walked away, because Kingston just walks away from it. It's like, so he, before he does his final line, I'm going to make you say I quit. And he just leans against the ropes. And you could almost feel it, it was like this, it was this cathartic, I had to get all of that off my chest and say this to your face. Kingston not looking at him, but like looking over his shoulder. Both men were masterful in this segment. If I listen to Gorilla Position, I had to Kev hear Kevin Clifton say that John Moxley hasn't cut a good promo since leaving WWE. I will lose my effing mind. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely terrific. If I'm going to be really, really hypercritical, uh, which I can be, I would say, and, and it's weird, this has been a, a sort of soap opera strain to this storyline with the other promos where Eddie Kingston in the shower and the, the water's on his head. Like, how did the cameraman get in there? It was I, I thought the staging of Eddie Kingston turning his back on Moxley, while it makes total sense, uh, sort of thematically, I thought came across as a bit 
you know, overly theatrical, overly stagey, which is fine, I guess. But I was really into the realism of the opening where Kingston's like nose is pressed up against John Moxley getting in his face, talking about his mother. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my only criticism. Uh, I thought it undermined the realism slightly at the end. But overall, like, you know, I want to see a major page. Obviously, I want to see Bucks versus FTR. Obviously, but this is actually the the match. Like, this is the fight I want to see the most. Yeah, ab absolutely. I've got no, I've got no such criticisms against this segment. It's my AEW mm -hmm. bias shining, shining through. But this segment was flawless, and I loved every. I'm going to watch it again after we've recorded this, and I'm going to watch it again and again and again. But it was awesome. Uh, Pack is back. Pack again. Pack is back, pack is back, pack is back. I did this in the news today. Uh, yeah, he did. I thought he was going to be there. Uh, they never said he was. Yeah, they he said I he'll speak. Yeah, yeah, I think but, that's on us. Know. Like, I because I, I also assumed that he was there. I thought we were getting this video package, and then he was going to cut a promo later in the show, like in front of the audience. But that's on me. That's me misunderstanding what had been hmm. advertised. Yeah, but what it was was a video promo, sort of in the same style as we got before the lockdown era, before Pac sort of got stuck in Newcastle, where he's sitting on a these sort of red leather sofa and he's cutting a normal promo in normal clothes, but then there's loads of other packs sort of screaming and being Gollum Spiegel crazy around him. It was very effective. He said, you know, he's gone a bit round the bend with no one to play with. And yeah, we'll see what happens there. I mean, he's clearly coming for Eddie because, like, the the opening of this was Kingston's line of "Where's your British friends?" Um, so that I, as I kind of sort of thought they might do when I was, we did the full gear predictions video, I think they are going to go down that route doing Pack versus Kingston. My favorite thing about this though is, which was Matthew of Botchamania who tweeted up when like Pack's there and there's all the other Packs around him. Says, "What happens when you give Pack red stripe after midnight?" It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got the Butcher and the Blade, speaking of the larger family of Kingston's, uh, attacking the Nightmare family. That's going to be a dark feud, presumably. Uh, and then we got Nyla Rose versus Red Velvet. Well, Dynamite next week. It feels like a dark feud, with as did the main event. Uh, <laughs> but the, yeah, we got the, the contractually obligated women's segment, Nyla Rose. Uh, came out with Vicky Guerrero, Red Velvet is with Brandy Rhodes, Nyla Rose squashed her, Sheeda watched on from the crowd. No other champions ever in the audience. It, very, it frustrates me and I think is a clear indicator of how little AEW value and respect their women's championship. And then Vicky Guerrero cuts a promo on Brandy, cuts a promo on Sheeda, and they had a little scuffle. Yeah, so if you're wondering why Brandy was there, Brandy is now the manager of Red Velvet, it would seem. I think they've even done like tag team stuff on on Dark. Um, but yeah, there's, like, the, the best thing about this was Nyla. Um, she beat Red Velvet with the the Beast Bomb, but you know pulled her up mm. off the mat and then hit Sheeda's finish with the, the the running knee to actually get the win. I thought that was quite nice. But this match has got zero build behind it. It's got zero momentum, and I I. I Bless Vicky Guerrero for trying, you know, to try and get some some heat into it. But it's no one's fault. It's not Hikaru Shida's fault. It's not Nyla Rose's fault. 
it's not Vicky Guerrero's fault. It's not Red Velvet's fault. It's um, it's just poor booking, and it, it's just a lack of care and a lack of attention. And like you, I hate seeing Sheeta in the crowd, man. If it had been Sheeta put herself in the crowd, like she came out to watch that match, like to so she could scout out her competition. That's one thing. But she was just there as like all the other jobbers are around ringside. It makes her look so lame. Um, I, I don't like it. And, you know, Denise, uh, I, was, I was texting Denise about this, but she was like, if you were a first time watcher of AEW, you wouldn't know that she is the champion. Because hmm. it's not because there's no emphasis put behind it, the fact that she's the champ. After that, we've got the from from that to sort of the other end of the scale. Back to Omega Page, the fourth yeah. segment with them in. Yes. yes. Just be a whole show. Uh and it was just a video packet. Started off normal. A uh, few more people talking about the feud and how good they are as wrestlers. Don Callis was in there. A nice sighting. Of course, he's good friends with Kenny. And then the video package shifted into a montage of all the things they've done. The tag title win, the tag title loss, all the little fractious moments they've had throughout these nine months, all the good times they've had, all set to you don't know what you've got until it's gone. That's No, that's the... <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, it's the Cinderella track uh, instead, um, which is you know it's it's a belting little uh, hair rock anthem song. Um, I've sorry, never heard. Have you never heard it before? Oh, right. It's no. basically like it, it's every band in sort of in this period of time tried to have this moment where it was like, you know, Guns N' Roses at it with November rain. And, and it's like, hey, we've got to have our, our slow jam. We've got to have our anthem song that can be played at weddings and stuff. Did someone say jam? I did say someone say jam. Um, Ollie's holding up the title for podcast listeners. Um, so, OK, so I'm in two minds on this. One half of me thought it was great because I thought it was really, really funny because they used that track. But the other half of me is like, mm, kind of undermines the seriousness of this feud, though, because like it's set to a track that no one takes seriously. Like no one listens to that song for its serious message. Everyone listens to that song because like, well, that's a bit of a goofy 80s hair rock metal song. Right. If, but if this had been on being the elite, I think I would have thought about it very differently. But on an episode of Dynamite, where I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like it's this song undermines the seriousness a little bit. If I was to be hypercritical. Mm. Uh, and on, on paper, I think I can totally see the argument. Uh, I'm not going to take that away from you if other people think that as well. I loved it. I thought it had that that thing where comedy can sometimes enhance emotion. A serious emotion so I, I loved it i've watched it several times since i forced my lady partner to watch it forgetting <laughs> you shouldn't just because you like something and you think it's really good that doesn't mean everyone else is and that was a bit disheartening when she just went i don't know what's going on because <laughs> it's just <laughs> should have given her more context before i hit play yeah. uh speaking of stuff that you can sort of figure out on face value it's very black and white it's darby allen's short movies he ran over cody well a guy wearing a cody mask in a car 
Yeah, I like the fact that he had a, a cigar through the mask. I thought that was uh, quite a funny little touch. And just before that, yeah, we've joked about it throughout the show, but they also announced that uh, Cassidy versus Silver is off the buy-in. It's now moved on to the main card. And Serena Deeb uh, is going to defend the NWA Women's Championship against new free agents, uh, the, the lady that's just left NWA, Alison Kay. So mm. I think that'll be a, be a good uh, kickoff match. I think it's going to be really, really good. I just hope that AEW snap up Kay, man, because she's a wicked talent. Just think, you know, you should have your own women's division by now. And Ollie, the main there, event. Ollie, there's been a pandemic. There's been travel restrictions. It's only been a year. And the main event was Cody and new Nightmare family members, the Gun Club of Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn, uh, taking on the Dark Order, but not like Stu Grayson and uh, Eva Luno and Brody Lee. It's, uh, who was it? It was John Silver, Colt Cabana, and 10? Was it 10 or was it Reynolds? It was 10. Yeah, 10. So, yeah, it's the go-home show for your full-gear pay-per-view. I don't... Why was this the I, main I, event? I don't understand what's happening here. It was yeah. it was a fine, fun match. Yeah, John Silver good. got another main event. Um, but, yeah, just a, just a bit of a weird one. Uh, Cassidy brawled, well... Uh, Austin Gunn won as well, who last time I checked did definitely not have a match at, pay at the pay-per-view. <laughs> and Cassidy beat up John Silver before he could interfere at the end. And the big sell was Cody's post-match promo on Darby Allen, Emo watching from the crowd on the TNT title, which was very good. That was the best thing about this was Cody's promo afterwards talking about how he like and it's just Cody being a fabulous promo. You know, he single-handedly was the guy who signed Darby Allen. Like no one, none of the other VPs wanted him, but he fought. He had to wrestle him to get him to sign to AEW. Uh he, you know, he uh he left an empire and won, and that's pissed a lot of people off. I'm the ace of this company. If you want to be this champion, you've got to be the ace and you're not the ace. There was some really good stuff in it. And actually after the show as well, he told the audience there that uh, he is now officially Cody Rhodes again because WWE, I think, don't care about AEW enough to keep spending money on something that I don't think is really going to make much of a difference. Um, but this should not have been the main event of the show. 100% Moxley Kingston should have been the main event of this mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Or, or the uh, the tag match with or the, the angle match. you had there as well. Uh, yes, so speaking of go-home shows, well, I guess overall I give this a four out of five. I didn't think it... I think of all the go-home shows AEW have done, this was probably the least best, but that's more of a testament to all the... how great they usually are. Um, but I still thought it was terrific with the Paige Omega stuff and the MJF Jericho and the absolutely amazing Kingston Moxie segment. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really great show. Loved it. Um, the women's division is naff um, because they don't care. Uh, but I still give it a four out of five. Bloody love this episode. I, I'd have given it like just for that Moxley Kingston stuff alone. That it was wonderful. It's one of my favorite things I've seen all year. Loved it. So it's not just the go home episode for full gear. It's also the go home episode right here for full jam, where I will be defending my jam that championship against lukewarm Luke Owen. There it is. There's a match graphic. It's pretty good. And we are joined by the special guest referee. 
El Fagador is like. Special well, Guestador referee Bray has arrived. <laughs> Welcome, El Guestador. Thank you very much for joining us here. How are you? Very well, thank you. Quite chilly. Uh, sleeveless oh, referee okay. gear. Mate, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you've got it worse than I do. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's proper chilly today. Yeah. They don't make them with sleeves for the uh, the talent. That's weird. No, it was weird. I'll get I mean, one with sleeves. So love nor money. When me and Davis first, uh, when he started wearing this jacket, he did say to me once, oh, man, we picked the I picked the wrong time to start wearing the jacket. It's too hot. Now, here we are into the winter mm. months. Look who's laughing now. I've had to, put my, heating on. I had to put my heating on for this bit. <laughs> yeah, I've got my... <laughs> so speaking of heat, I've got uber heat with lukewarm Luke Cohen. Mm. And he keeps cheating, which is why you are special guest referee to ensure that there is a clear no rule breaking decision full jam so what's going on here because it's it's pretty clear we're doing predictions we've done our predictions are you going to be officiating i'm going to be officiating the on a pole match the pole on a pole match which will be running parallel to the predictions competition uh foolishly they've given me full control of everything to make these decisions look i can get rid of luke I can get rid of Ollie because fakey makey the rules. Let's bring it back. <laughs> so the idea will be the idea will be that during the during the stream we will be I'll be giving out uh, extra stipulations for Ollie and Luke to help decide so we don't end up in a draw situation and Ollie can't bend the rules slightly and have Pete help him out. So I thought as a little test we'll we'll give a little example of the sort of thing uh, that we're going to be doing. I'm going to give you both two minutes. I want you to go and find an item in your house. And I want you to deliver a chop to it. The closest one to sound like a Walter Chop wins. This, just in case you need a reminder of what a Walter Chop sounds like, here it is. The junior back to his feet. He's absolutely fearless. He's got Saber Junior. Look at this. Oh, have you ever, have you ever heard a chop like that in your life? Have you ever heard a chop like that in your no. life? Oh, so you've, got, I need to find you've got two minutes go and also you can't can you read out super chats the only yes the only i need to find the document but yes i can the only rules oh, are going yeah. to be that you can't hit yourself you can't just hit another bit of yourself to make okay. that chop sound it has to be an item from around the house uh and then you can do it let me find the super chat document and put it in the now. private chat for you oh, that's, that's not where i am right now let's do some super chat shall we Flying Master says, I know people say it can go either way, but I feel now more than ever Paige is losing. Would make a way better story when he beats Kenny for the belt. I yeah, I think it's time is to put the belt on Kenny, really. Like they they held off on it for so long and it seemed like that wrong direction for AEW in the first place to go with like we're not gonna use the elite as the champions, but that's kind of why everyone bought into the company. I know Hangman Page has obviously been built up over the years to be a competitor but yeah it's going to be a, i think it would be a better story having him go for a longer time before he wins the belt uh glenn harding says hangman coming out to save the bucks legit made me cry this story of hangman is all too relatable for anxious socially awkward millennials i haven't seen it so i don't know uh but i'm sure i will ask them about it maybe i'll do the i'll do the uh the non-aew related stuff shall i because that might be easier uh so missed on tuesday was metal bear who says i want to see joe join roman's faction they can war over which family is the best and have Joe fall in line as the destroyer character he's known for. Oh, Samoa Joe in a Samoan dynasty style faction. That would be really, really cool. 
I actually really like that idea. Uh, Benjamin John Milne says, did anybody watch the Mars Wrestler premiere earlier in October? Caught it on Fight for Free yesterday, and it's quite interesting. I haven't. What have you come back to say? Yes, no. Can I have multiple objects, or does it have to be a single object? I'll give you two. I'll give you, yeah, you can use a couple of objects if you need cool. a couple of objects to make the sound. Are you ready? Are you both ready? I think I might have got something. So in the comments, let me know who you think has won this. Unless Rich can put up a poll uh, now for people to vote in, because uh, that might be a thing we need to sort out for the weekend. <laughs> I'm El Gestador, not El Prepador. So there you go. Apart from <laughs> I, I spent my time making a, I spent my time making this terrible Photoshop instead of doing anything proper. Right. Okay. Oh, who would God, like I'm to go? Exhausted. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. So initially, I had this uh, dinner tray that has Ms. Mm -hmm. Pac-Man on it. But I think I'm going to go instead with my wife's handbag. Okay, hold on. I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you the floor, Luke Owen, for this chop. Not quite oh, there. No. Oh, we're coming. We can, have, we can have this set up so we could. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't quite there, Luke, was it? No, it wasn't, was it? It sounded so much better when we did it earlier. Like we did it just a second ago and it sounded so much better. But I think that might be because I was standing up. Good. I, I will allow you to stand up. I don't think I've got what enough room in this. Gonna make? <laughs> I think it was my arm. Hold on. I can't, actually, I'm, too, I'm trapped in this uh, setup, basically. We're getting a little bit of extra flavor on that from the backdrop. <laughs> that was tank on that. Okay, Ollie, let's see what you've got. Okay, so I've gone for. Let me. How do I make you the big one? I have gone for. Uh, I thought I'd go for something that Luke can't do because he's a vegetarian. Meat. Oh, I've put him away. Gone on. Ah! No. Solo, solo here. There you go. So Nonny, Nonny and I have got veal that was delivered this morning. I've got salmon. And I hit those in the test. It wasn't enough. So I've got a cutting board behind them. Hmm. That is good. That is good. That was good. That is good. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what people in the chat might say. But uh, I, I think that Ollie might have clinched that. Luke, I think sorry, that yeah, hand... I think being, being. I mean, to be honest, being able to actually hit meat itself as a replacement yeah. for a meat chest. Because really, what... better than a bag. Because <laughs> yeah. really, what is Walter doing except slapping some meat? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, that's Ollie's really replaced... his... that's his Ollie wrestling is, Ollie's style. Replaced... Ollie has replaced one bit of meat with another bit of meat, which was mm. actually a very, very smart thing to do. But also very difficult for me to pull off. Yeah, well, you used old, like old meat, I think. Rich got the pole uh, live, apparently. Ooh. Mm. Should we? Uh, should we? Do, let's do some super chat before uh, yeah. we finish. How many did you get through, Laurie? Uh, I uh, did a couple of the random ones. So, Glenn Harding, Hangman coming out to save the Bucks, legit made me cry. This story with Hangman is all too relatable for anxious, socially awkward millennials. That was so great. Absolutely loved that moment. 
only anxious socially awkward millennials will relate to this oh, moment. God, absolutely no one is voting for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely no May one is voting for me. <laughs> someone tweeted about loving the hairband bad for the Omega page package, and Tony Khan tweeted back, finally figured out the 50-plus demo, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. TKJK. Anthony Pride, I told you last week Sammy G will be a face after full gear. I can't wait until he feuds with Ricky Starks. You know it's going to happen at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it'll be like full babyface after full gear because you've still got to do the like, you know, him feuding with uh, MJF inside of Inner Circle. But like the full proper babyface turn of, of Sammy, I think, is still to come. Uh, Anthony Pride, best line from Mox I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Yeah, and he was talking about his like circle of friends. Exactly. Well, uh -huh. it's like in terms of friends, he'd rather have four quarters rather because you know, both equal a dollar. Uh, Jackson Heath, for me, the best thing between the Kingston Moxley promo was Kingston telling Moxley not to say his mother's name or how Moxley would have to kill him. It's oh, good, mate. Such so great. Loved it. I like Laurie just smiling, smiling mm -hmm. to things. I've not seen it. He's calling it down the middle. That's it. It's there in the middle. Uh, Nate S, that brilliant tease of Hangman turning on Kenny and hitting the buckshot lariat was all the way back in February. We don't like long-term. Jeez. Seth Rollins told me that fans can't handle long-term storytelling anymore. Like, he said <laughs> that we can't. It's because you can't uh, remember stuff. I can't remember anything. <laughs> Why don't we have video packages? Yeah, Black true. Adam. Cody waited an entire month to finally build his match with Darby Allen on the go-home show after feuding with Orange Cassidy, knowing he had Darby. Uh, I think that's that's perhaps a bit like it's Darby was going for the TNT Championship regardless of who it was against, as opposed to it, he was feuding with Cody. Yeah, and he was always in the stands. Uh, do you want to do you want to make a decision, Laurie? Um. Can we see the poll? It, it's closer than I thought it was. Uh, I thought it would be, to be honest. Well, the, what's the what's the current? I mean, I'm, why should I leave this? I should be looking it up, really, but I can't. So it's, it is currently uh, sixty point three four percent, I think, to Mister Davis. Yeah, sixty point seven one to Mister Davis, and thirty nine point two nine to me. So yeah, the mm -hmm. meat won out there, but that is closer. It was fifty two votes to thirty three, which is. Way I think, frankly, it it's closer than you deserve, Luke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, really, it is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I think not great. Ollie slapping and kissing his meat has won the day. So I'm going to say that Ollie goes into full gear one point ahead. <gasps> oh, dang. Oh, this is, this snap. Is, this, is how, this is how stipulations work, guys. They have consequences. It's, it's victory veal. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's pre pre-tenderized veal. I'm not sure the salmon will have boated as salmon got a sort, a sort of more delicate makeup, and you've probably just slapped the fish off it now. I I just well, would not have got the same effect with a pot of hummus. It just would not. And <laughs> uh, you want to go, Laurie? And we'll, yeah, okay. uh, we'll, we'll see you on Saturday at Full Jam on Saturday. See you nice Saturday. Night. Love you. Bye. Oh, uh, on the, uh, oh, I think I've got an ally. Mate. An ally. <laughs>
Oh dear. Right. Okay. Well, I've got to fight from behind now when it comes to full jam. Bloody hell. Uh, Matthew Makovsky on the subject of AEW related. This is my first super chat. So hi, folks. Uh, I'm not sure if this has been mentioned, but I want to see them recreate the spot in the first episode of Dynamite with Omega stalking Moxley this time. That'd be fun. Yes, and that's just behind them. Yeah. I think that's got yeah. to come eventually. Zachary Jenkins, what's your opinion on this? I think Hangman and Kenny will be the main event because it's such a big match. What do you guys think? I think it might be the main event of the show. I think Moxley Kingston. I think the, the AEW Championship match should close the show, not the number one contenders. Uh, Dragon says, hey, guys, I know Grumpy JR isn't your favorite, but to me, he reminds me a lot of uh, watching wrestling with my dad, a grumpy man who watched wrestling in the 80s, 90s, 90s, 1000s, who doesn't know many of the new guys. Well, my, I suppose my question there would be, Dragon, is does that enhance your experience uh, of watching <laughs> your son? <laughs> to go like, this guy's should rubbish. Should your dad be doing Lee commentary on a national <laughs> wrestling promotion? Christmas Jazz Cat rewatched Omega versus Penta and a few Omega matches. I remembered being great. Got to stand by my comments from last week. Omega's chemistry with Ibushi, Ishii, and Okada was way better. Versus Penta is a good TV match. I mean, yeah, Ibushi, Ishii, and Okada. Yeah, I, I think probably yeah, those are better matches. But that's not. God, I, I, I don't want to take the. <laughs> On Cardia. Full Gear pre-show starts right after the college football game in the same stadium. The game runs long, and it might. Do you think it could be a problem? Well, unless the wrestling ring's in the middle of the football field, I, I don't think it should cause too much of an issue. But maybe it will be. Who knows? Uh, Jamie Light, uh, OC and John Silver on the main card, and the NWA Women's Championship is defended on the buy-in, so I won't be watching that now. Well, like, you know, it's another promotion's title, with two people who have hardly featured on AEW. Like, why Why would an AEW fan or a casual fan who doesn't follow NWA be excited about that buy-in match? Mm. I, you know, and you look at all the other people who haven't got matches on the card. Yeah. It, again, it's lipstick. Yeah. Christopher Jazzcat, Cody's promos are great. The Kingstons might be better. I'd say they are way better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on general wrestling related, Jobber JJ four nine six. Reminder: We are all human first, wrestling fan second. Welcome to the stream. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. And let's not be a holes. Hard emoji. Oh. Uh, well, well said, Charles Berg. This doesn't have anything to do with AEW, but I really want No Way Jose to debut in Impact. What's highly unlikely? Javier Dean in the Impact Zone. Hi, Lee. Unlikely. Hi, Lee. Unlikely. Michael Dominguez saw a shadow of a doubt because of Cinequiz for Halloween, Cinemania. The incest tension is bad. Definitely not his best work. Also, bad work, Pan Cody, not a mega page. Uh, your internet's really, really breaking up now. So I think I might take over the super chats from you. Um, Super Duper Noah says, uh, not to bring up the other company, but when is the last time any babyface main champion got a good as a run as Moxley has had? Kofi. Drew. Did you say Kofi? 
Yeah, I'd say Drew. I would say Drews. I would. I, I certainly wouldn't say Kofi. Like he was presented as a mid carder, unfortunately. Uh, Wally Wall. Do you think that WWE will start to take AEW seriously when they get their second show on a Monday and Friday night, and then they start to take the Raw and SmackDown fans? Right now, it feels like WWE is air about it. I'll be honest with you, Wally Wall. If if AEW put on shows on Monday and Friday nights the Raw and SmackDown audience are not going to switch over and watch because they have been like that hardcore audience is conditioned to watch Raw and SmackDown. They are not going to switch. Same thing happened with Impact, man. Like Impact thought that people are going to tune over. But actually what happened is that it turns out Impact fans watch Raw and SmackDown instead. So I, I don't think it's a, the right move to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, OG Podcast says, could you reply to my mails? Um, spending my savings contact you via Super Chats because not sure what else to do. Bit of Patreon for a while now. Was applying for a job. We haven't got any uh, job openings up at the moment, which might be why no one has replied to any of your emails. Um, but yeah, no, it's if, if, yeah, we haven't got any job openings currently. Reese Johnson, my mum tested positive for the corona. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, we're having to self-isolate on the flip side. I get to watch Russ talk live today and on Saturday. Hashtag the Oli Authority. Hashtag JTJ. Or Jam that Jam. Um, Justin Edelheit, Jamaso Jamper versus Jammy Jar Jamo at Jammed Gear. Full jar for the championship. It's a main event I'd pay to see. Mr. Davis, we need an Oli Authority shirt. Hmm. Amro says the U.S. election got a non-finish. Hey, I mean, like, we're, we're not we're not political people here. Um, thank you to Wally Wolf for your donation and no message. And lastly, Marquis Edwards, AEW seem to uh, like that never challenge for a title stipulation. So I think the Bucks will win. Do you actually believe Cody will never challenge for the title again? Yes, yes, I think he will. Unless it's a unless it's a heel's decision to let him have a match, he's not going to challenge for the belt again. Oh, mate, we have got some corking misheard lyrics. Oh, it's well. now. I feel like now. I, th I feel like this is a this is going to be a good one. Don't worry. I feel like this is going to be a good one. It's weird. Now it started to sort of get more people emailing in. I mean, we haven't had people emailing like this since the old days. Since the spoon you know, days. It's, it's all Pete and Andy. Oh, Pete, I've got the agony art thing. Oh, Andy. What's your Andy World problems? Oh, you eat crisps. But now it's getting good. Now people are, are catching on. I want to kill it, man. I don't like it anymore. Oh, you're done with it, are you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm already bored with it. I wanted it to get hot when I was into it, which was a month ago. Maybe this will be the last time that we do it then because, I mean, oh, we could have done this whole outro thing about the Great British Bake Off this week. And bloody uh, the oh, bloody hell. And actually, we watched an episode of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer last night. I cried so much. Like, I was in, like, floods of tears watching it. And I text Adam. And I text Adam being like, mate, X, Y, Z, because, you know, the thing that made me cry. And he was like, oh, wait till you watch the next episode. And at that point, I was like, I, I tell you guys, like, we can't watch this next episode. I'm not, I'm not emotionally ready to watch it yet. Can we watch the Taskmaster instead? And we'll, we'll try and tackle this next episode at another date. What happened? Can you, can you sort of explain without spoilers? A character dies very, very suddenly. I know and exactly is... what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. I used to work in, uh, in broadcast transmission. <clears throat> which is where you sit in front of a bay of loads of TVs and make sure all the channels are playing out correctly. And one of those channels, <clears throat> excuse me, 
was the Sci-Fi Channel here in the UK, and they would play Buffy like at five, a double bill, five o'clock and six o'clock every day. And those were actually the same episodes that were in the morning. So I I watched that, that episode you're talking about in the morning when I started my shift with breakfast, and it made me like, you know, visibly upset in a room yeah. full of professional adults. And then I watched the same episode <laughs> an hours later and it did the same thing to me. I was like, why don't I learn? Yeah, because it is an episode where like a character dies off screen, like, you know, to, to add an extra thing to it. It's just, it just like, just happens. Mm. It's just one, it's one half, someone walks into a room, the character is dead. And then you just deal with the fallout of that. And you just deal with people's emotional breakdown of how you handle this. And watching characters that you've seen be very jokey and jovial, now having to deal with this real-life consequence. Brilliantly punctured, brilliantly, like, like, punctuated by the fact you've got Anya, who is a thousand-year-old demon who has now only just become a human, who doesn't understand human emotions. And oh, she's just a great character. That, that she's having to deal with this. And she doesn't know how to process it the same way that regular humans don't know how to process it and so she actually processes it her processing of it makes it harder upon everyone else and everyone else just thinks she's being a dick but she's not she just doesn't understand it oh it's just just wonderful but yeah lots of lots of tears proper like any like Sinead O'Connor tears is what I had throughout the whole thing I was sort of on edge all day yesterday actually I think everyone was because yeah name me a more disputed result than Lottie and Laura this Laura, week. Okay. Name me, name oh, yeah. me, name me one thing that is more controversial in terms of getting to a result than this week's Great British Bake Off. Dear God, I watched that on Wednesday mornings. We went out for our last night of freedom on Tuesday to a wine bar. It was very nice, thank you very much. We did an old world versus new world wine tasting. Do you know Ooh. what the conclusion is? Old is world that? is better. Screw <laughs> you, Australia. Savion Blancs are basic. <laughs> that was the finding. But yeah, we watched uh, Great British Bake Off Wednesday morning. I just, I felt like the day had finished when I watched yeah. the end of that. I couldn't, I couldn't carry on with the rest of the day. Outrageous. I, I shouted out loud, BS. Like, like I didn't say those letters, BS. I, I said the full word that we're not allowed to say on this show because we're a family-friendly mm. show. But I did just go, B. S when that result came out Disgusting. because like I felt that Noel had Noel was gunning for her to go. He like he, you know when they they no. sat there in the, you know no. when they sat there in the little tent area like and they're sort of discussing like yes. oh who do you think's in line for Star Baker and um Paul you know Hollywood's there going like oh I think Laura is probably you know in line she had a, a not a, not a great week but also I think Lottie and then Noel's like yeah but you know Laura has been bottom a lot. Paul's like, yeah, I know, but Lottie did make this, you know, pretty much inedible cake, and it was and it was rubbish. And Noel just went, yeah, but it feels like every single week Laura is in the bottom mm -hmm. <laughs> because of her her own mistakes. Yes, you know, right? She, yeah, she, absolutely. She's making so many unforced errors. Federer would destroy her at tennis <laughs> if tennis was cooking. The amount of unforced errors she's making be a bloodbath of custard. <laughs> yes. Anyway, 
it was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i want to read out this email first before we do get into i'll try and do maybe one uh misheard lyric uh but anyway this comes in from someone that we know very well uh he's no jackass dano um, hey dano says green again from the podcast uh, from guns upon um just want to give you guys an update on how things have been at our hospital things have gotten really really horrible our icu beds are full and the hospital is near complete capacity we've recently had an outbreak among staff too so again to the swath nation please if you know anyone in healthcare and they provide direct patient care please check with them because we are collectively exhausted burned out and could do with some support we feel like um sisyphus uh constantly pushing the boulder uphill again and again and again is that Sisyphus. right Sisyphus yes good from right. Greek mythology I that I knew from right. Hades to <laughs> end on a positive note I was recently promoted to team lead of my department which includes additional responsibilities and an increase in pay which is lovely so again thanks to those consistently entertainment uh, uh, sorry thank you for all the consistent entertainment you gents provide through WrestleTalk, Wrestle2 parts for known and phenomena it's a nice way to decompress when some truly S word days are done at the hospital your loyal patron since December 2017 he's no jackass wow. Dan OPS see you on the full gear stream Yes, you will. Jam Dream. Thank you so much, Dano, and congratulations on the promotion in what is also an incredibly tough time. So you're stepping yeah. up, son. Well, let's see if this will uh, raise your spirits because it mm. raised uh, my spirits ever so slightly. So, boop, 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 boop. This bit is so seamless. It just, it works so <laughs> well. Hold on. It's, yep, look, and that one there. <coughs> seamless right there. Okay, Loved so it. this is a. Where are the joints? This is a misheard lyric that's coming from Liam. It says, uh, my misheard lyric comes from this banger. And this is an absolute banger. Lazy Eye by the Silver Sun Pickups, which you uh, or your mm. listeners may remember from Guitar Hero World Tour or Rock Band 2. Okay, so at around the uh, three minute mark, the lyric is, that's why I said I relate. And he does scream at me. He's like, that's why I said I relate. But what mm. I only hear is, that's why I S out an egg. <laughs> okay. So let's see if he's right. <laughs> okay, here it comes. That's a, what a song. I just want to listen to the whole song. But I yes, one more, one more time. So what was so what is it that you're trying to say? So what he says that that it sorry what it, it's um that's why I said I relate. That's why I said I relate, and let's hear it. Or is I'm it? I'm not get. I'm not getting late. I'm definitely not getting the intended <laughs> sentence. I don't know I'm if definitely... I'm getting crapped out an egg though. Oh, I I am hearing. That's why I s out an egg. I, I think so I what... am hearing that one. Within the context of the rest of the chorus or verse, mm. why is he cracking out an egg? <laughs> an excellent question that we should all be what's, asking of ourselves. What's the preceding verse? <laughs> Silver Sun Pickups, Lazy Air. Oh, it's such a good song, though. One absolute belter it is. Really, really good stuff. I mean, thank you for sending that in just so I could listen to that song, because I have listened to it uh, since you sent it in. And I bloody, bloody love it. Maybe play another one while I find out. I was going to say, I yeah, can't I've find relate in here. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's what. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. This is what he says. 
Everyone's so intimately rearranged. Everyone's so focused clearly with such shine. Everyone's so intimately rearranged. Everyone's so focused clearly with such shine. Locked and loaded. Still the same old decent lazy eye straight through your gaze. That's why I shat out an egg. (laughs) (laughs) I said we relate. (laughs) It's so fun to relate. Let's squeeze out this last one here because this one comes in from someone we've not heard from in a while. Uh, my Miss Headler, it comes from the P- Katy Perry classic, Hot and Cold. In the chorus of the song, she says, you PMS like a bitch, I would know. But having been a 10-year-old boy when the song came out, I've never heard of PMS. So I always thought hmm. she was saying, you pee a mess. <laughs> uh, another person. Just urinating all over the place, making a mess. I only realized it a few years ago that I'd made a mistake. P.S. I'm much better at life than that Jambroni Ollie Davis, Blake Ham. Oh my God. Who is that? I don't know. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I got my name wrong there. It's Mr. Davis. You're damn that champion. You're no, no Jambrone. So let's see. Do you hear? I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's just like, do you hear UPMS or do you PMS? I think I'm going to put my money on the table early and say this is a terrible submission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting that. You PMS. Yeah, you PMS. But it's it's like that is what she's saying phonetically. Yeah, phonetically that's why it doesn't doesn't quite work, but it does like as a ten year old who does not know what a PMS is Mm. or what PMSing is, to mishear that lyric as you P a mess, it's pretty good. It's it's okay. So, you know, well done, Blake. I enjoyed I enjoyed that one at the very least. I think I think that Davis was being uh unreasonably cruel at that one um pms of course relating to the famous women's wrestling faction yes exactly the pretty mean sisters uh Mm. that's exactly what we all thought um do you want to see if we can get this last one in no do you know do you know what the time is yeah i do i need to get changed as well (laughs) oh my god hey my screen's up anyway thank you so much for listening take care everyone i love you goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.